Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I am your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom of four, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories from entrepreneurs on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Homefront Podcast. And today is your lucky day because I am bringing on Lindsay Maestas. She is amazing. She's a mama. She's a wife. And she's got multi-passionate business that is faith-based and it's marriage coaching as well as online business coaching. She's doing it all. And she shares today her story and how she got to where she was at, what her struggles are, and gets really raw with like what it looks like behind the scenes as well. So I am hoping today's conversation will give you some value. And you guys, she's got a lot of great stuff to share outside of this podcast as well. So without further ado, let's bring on Lindsay. All right. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. It's so great to finally meet you. Well, virtually, that is. Yes, Yes, you too. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I have been waiting to ask you so many questions, and I know you've been a busy lady. I think you recently just moved across the country, right? Yes, we did. We moved from Albuquerque to Nashville. I guess those are probably the most known places. We're in Franklin, which is about 30 minutes from Nashville, but we lived in our hometown of Albuquerque for 30 years, and I have been longing to move for a very long time, but my husband was he was a little more hesitant, and God just did a work over time. And so, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's actually almost been nine months already, which feels absolutely insane, but we love it. We are so, so happy here. So yeah, it was a big transition. Well, and we're going to dive into that because I am very curious about what prompted your move, especially, you know, if you do have family back home and you've been there, like how you're able to transition and do all that. And we will definitely unpack that. (laughs) bag because I am curious and I know my listeners will be curious about that as well. But first things first, let's talk about your story, like your journey. Like where did you start? How did you get to where you are? Lay it on us. We want to hear it. Yeah. So I actually was on my couch nursing my son and I think he was about eight or nine months old. And I just had a moment of clarity. So I went to school for journalism and psychology. That's what I got my degree in. And I really have always loved to write. I've been writing since I was little. So that's just kind of a natural passion. But I had extreme, just severe postpartum anxiety and depression. And I really couldn't find a whole lot about that at that time. I mean, that was already almost seven years ago. So at that time, it was your only son. Your only Um, I have two boys. So I have Sutton, who is almost seven. And then I have Saxon, who is four. Okay. So it was my first. Yeah. And he. It was just very extreme, but I couldn't find a lot. And I feel like now it's so much more talked about. But at that time, I was like, I want to talk about this. But also, I just needed an outlet. I needed to feel like a human being. I think that moms can sometimes lose themselves in their children if they are not intentional about ensuring that they do those things that make them feel human. I recently posted a video about that on my Instagram. But I just feel so passionate about that, that you Oh, you are, your identity is not in being a mother. Your identity is not in being a businesswoman. Your identity, my identity is in Jesus. Ugh. And these are my roles. And those roles all need to be balanced and harmonious and work together so that I am the best mom and the best wife and the best businesswoman I can be. Because if I'm only being mom and I'm not being fed or filled or even just having space, I am going to be a much more agitated, frustrated mom. And I speak for myself. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So I just started writing and yeah, I mean, the rest is kind of history. I started to write and I was very fortunate. I had quite a few online magazines like Focus on the Family and Relevant and Faith It pick up my work and they started sharing it. And so it grew pretty quickly. The first one that they picked up was about sexual promiscuity and purity before marriage. So it was a very vulnerable post and my family and all my friends ended up reading it. it. (laughs) Yes. But it was really freeing. And that kind of 
catapulted me into the podcasting world where now I talk about sex and marriage and faith and relationships. I always tell people on the Living Easy podcast, that's my podcast, that if you listen, there's not one person who probably couldn't find a relevant topic because I'm multi-passionate and I love talking about everything. Yes, I love that about you also because I feel like it's a – I think it's a new wave upcoming of – the society allowing us to be multi-passionate. Not that we need somebody to allow us, but I feel like it's this new trend of like, okay, you don't necessarily have to completely niche down and that's all you serve and that's your lane and stay in your lane. I think they're allowing people to be more themselves and be Mm -hmm. multi-passionate and follow that direction also. I agree. And I support it and promote it because I think while as a business coach and course creator coach, I think that it is for the sake of growth, niching down will help you. Yes. However, for the sake of just being a human being and enjoying your journey on social media, enjoying online business, enjoying just being a creator, influencer, whatever you are, that you need to show all of the sides of yourself. And that is your brand. Like that is what people will engage with. That's what they'll love. And then you can kind of niche all over the place. And that's for me kind of where I've been. And I um, recently created about a year ago, something called The Wife Project from Roommates to Soulmates. And it was just a tremendous joy for me to create. I've always been passionate about marriage. My husband and I have been married for 10 years together for four best friends for 14. Thank you. And I've always just been somebody when you ask, where does this all come from? I think the biggest thing is that I've always been someone who just likes to pick the brains of other people. I, and I'm sure you're very similar, Tori, and that's yes, why very you do similar. podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. And I've learned so much. Any married couple who's been married longer than me, mama who's been a mom longer than me, businesswoman, I will ask all the questions if they're willing to Absolutely. let me. Because I want to learn and I want to grow. And I feel like so much of what I share within The Wife Project and why it kind of went worldwide and just did what it did was because... I was able to utilize the information so many had blessed me with and instilled in my life that I could pour out. So, and then now I do online social media stuff because I've seen that growth. So again, I'm multi-passionate. My hands are in so many things, (laughs) but I'm just happy. I love doing what I do. That's good. Okay. So, so how did you get to where you're at now? So you're on the couch, you dealt with kind of postpartum, you felt the need to write, your story got picked up. So where did it go from there? From that point, I just really pushed. So I worked from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. every night. I spent the days with my kids. I am very intentional. I will say now that my boys are older and in school, I have more time um, to myself during the day. Also, because of my courses now, I was able to bring my husband out of his career. So he is home and he's kind of stay-at-home daddy, which has been a very huge blessing oh for us. I have yes. questions on that too. It's <laughs> awesome. I love to hear it all. Yeah. Yeah. He was in an extremely difficult, stressful career that really stole his time away from his family for the first few years of their lives. And so now he's really cherishing it. And I was stay at home mama during that time. So we're kind of switching roles for a little and it's been a blessing. But I will say I really, I hustled. I am a learner. I, like I said, I like to I want to have answers. And so I spent 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. every single night and sometimes during nap times looking on Pinterest, researching answers, finding free resources to learn how to grow. I had my hands in Pinterest. I had my hands in Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, online magazines. I started the podcasting journey. I did a lot of collaborations with brands and I just researched how to do that. I wasn't, I didn't take any courses. I didn't learn from anyone. I was really self-taught in the sense, not that I was self-taught because everyone taught me, but I I guess I didn't at that time pay for resources. Now, looking back, I really wish I would have. I wish I would have (laughs) spent and invested in a few people to give me like the DL without spending literally thousands of hours learning. But it did prep me and get me to a place where now I can teach other people how to do things in much more of a condensed version than what I experienced. So Yeah, I just, I honestly, I hustled a lot and I am a very motivated, ambitious person. And so I spent a lot of time implementing what I learned. And I always tell my clients and my course students, like the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful entrepreneur is one thing and it's taking action. And I think there are so many moments where I didn't want to take action and I felt 
and this is a whole subject on its own, but imposter syndrome and fear. I didn't feel like oh I could gosh. do it because yes, yes. you feel it. <laughs> oh gosh. All the time, all the time. Everyone does. I really do. Well, and I think especially like for me, I am such an action taker and the thing about me, um, I'm pretty bold and I just do. And sometimes I do yeah. to where it's like, yeah, other I will embarrass myself in front of people or like <laughs> I will do it. And then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what's she doing? And of course, you have the people who are watching you. You know, they're like, oh, what is she doing? Is she going to mm -hmm. half ass this or what is she? Mm -hmm. Sorry, my language. But it's oh, like, yeah, <laughs> you have to put yourself out there. And it's like you have to be willing to flop in front of people. And I think that's partly where imposter syndrome comes from also is like, hey, you know, on this podcast, like you mentioned, I enjoy picking the brains of other people. Like mm -hmm. that's my passion is people's stories and where they come from and their backgrounds and how, how it works for them is different than other people. How they're raising their kids is different than other people and everybody can do it their own way. Yeah. So I love that. But then of course, like when you get me on a podcast and, and some of these I do solo, right? But I just don't have as much passion for that because I feel imposter syndrome. Like, why am I sitting here talking to, like, I'm not the expert on everything, like, which is why it makes it tough, right? Mm -hmm. But people do look to you for your opinions and stuff. So, yeah. it, I mean, it is valuable. But yes, imposter syndrome all the way. Yeah, well, and I think, I think the biggest thing is I believe, I'm like, I truly believe that God has given me a gift to share something. And I also believe that the enemy will like stifle that gift within you and that mm -hmm. the obedience in it is where the blessing is. And it's the realization, like if anybody is struggling with imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not an expert, you can't do it, you're going to, basically you're a hypocrite and somebody's going to find you out that you can't do it all. The truth is you are totally an imposter. Every single person is because like you said, Tori, not every single person knows everything but uh -uh. your willingness to learn. Like I've had so many people, I can't even tell you with the wife project. Like, I'll be honest, Lindsay, I saw you, I saw how young you are. I saw kind of, you've only been married nine, 10 years at the time. And I thought, what does this girl have to offer about marriage? And then I'll do a podcast episode with them and I'll just share insight or I will sit down and have a, a session with them or they'll watch the wife project. And they're like, okay, okay, I see it. And it instills a fear in me when I hear those things. I'm like, you're right. What do I have to offer? I don't have anything oh to my offer. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, but you, I, you though. well, thank it's you. Your own I have experience. to step back. Yes. You know, and realize we've been through a heck of a lot. We've watched friends. We've watched relationships crumble. We've, we've learned from those. We've struggled with our own stuff. We've watched families get divorced. Like go through affairs, all of these things. And from that, I just glean and I dig into God's word and I journal and I research like, okay, what does the brain do? What, what leads to adultery? What leads to unhealthy conversation? What leads to unhealthy sex and intimacy? What, and, and then breaking those things down. And so, but to get back to the imposter, I think that that fear is in everyone and there has Absolutely. to come, you have to come to a place where you say, I can either choose to put in the effort and put in the risk and and potentially fail or never put in the any risk at all and absolutely have no chance of succeeding. Like if you take the risk, you at least have 50% chance of success. And when we look over the the fence at other people's grass and the success they have and yeah. maybe I look at someone who's three times bigger than me on social media and their income is three times 10 times bigger than mine. That doesn't for me. I've learned to not let it make me feel like, okay, I can't get where sh to where she is. It gets me to a place where I'm inspired and I'm like, I'm not going to get to where she is. Maybe not. Maybe I won't. But mm -hmm. I can get to my own version of that, which will be more than enough for me. And it just shows me that it's absolutely possible. So now rather than hindering yes. me, it inspires me because a lot of, the, and I always say this on the Living Easy podcast and in, in the my social media marketing academy and course creation academy, that she didn't do it better. She just did it. Like so much of it is not yes. even that they're better at it than you. You just they have just to took do the it. Lead. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too with you mentioned like you either have the chance of succeeding if by doing it or you don't. But also you realize like even me just starting out, you realize you're helping people. You know, they're finding value in your stuff even when you you don't even know that they're seeking it or that they have found it. 
Mm-hmm. You're literally helping other people. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like kind of like what you said, you have a gift and you're here to share it. And I feel like everybody's here to share it. And guess what? The people who don't see value in it, you're you're not really going to help those people. But the people who do, you're a hundred, ten times, mm-hmm. you're, you're helping them out. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to be the expert on everything, but just sharing the knowledge, I think, is what makes other people feel, you know, at least relatable or that they can take some of that wisdom and use it for themselves. And yeah. it's not about being right or wrong. It's about sharing like what's worked for you or what you're seeing or what you're acknowledging. And that may be something that will help them. And I think that that's something that has helped me is just knowing like, hey, if I'm helping one person, great. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and that's, a, and that's sufficient. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, mm-hmm. and I think that people think about us a whole lot less than we think they actually think about us because oh, a yeah. lot of the, egos. <laughs> yes. We got to set our egos aside. <laughs> yeah. The students that come to me often say things like, I feel like I, my friends and my family are going to make fun of me, or I feel like my friends and family are going to judge me because they know I'm not an expert, quote unquote, in this subject or And I'm like, you know, if they do, that's their own heart issue. Let them deal with that internally. For you, all that you really need to worry about is the fact that you're doing what you feel called to do. You're responding and you're trying something. Like how brave is it to put yourself out there to take a risk on what you love? And my brother-in-law actually sent something to me the other day because I was having imposter syndrome like crazy in launching my new business courses. And Always when you're launching something. (laughs) <laughs> yes. It, I mean, absolutely. My fear was huge and just like not knowing what was going to happen with the launch. And he just said, Linz, you really need to realize like you're doing what a lot of people have always prayed that they could do with like having your husband home. And and this is not to boast in myself because this has been, like I said, years and years of efforts and hard. <laughs> yes. I've been hustling. Yeah. So, but, but he's like, you, you've got to separate out what people will think of your launch or what people will think of what you're like, even doing reels. I told Jesse, I'm like, gosh, I feel like I'm losing my dignity sometimes, like creating these <laughs> stinking. are like, oh my gosh, am I tacky? Cheesy reels. Tacky. Yes. <laughs> but it's what you're doing it for. Like I, I always joke I'm, and I'm not all about money and money focus. I just think that there's women who are breadwinners and women who want to be breadwinners or women who need to provide for their family. And that's a beautiful thing. But I'm like, you know what? People can laugh at you and then you can laugh all the way to the bank because as you yes. provide, create and make money and bring in income and do these silly reels, every time I create a reel, I make sales, you know? And so it's like, yes, it's seven <laughs> seconds of, rid- of ridiculousness that maybe my high school friends are like, oh man, she, but I'm like, no, but we have a really sweet life because of these silly things. So I think it's just getting well, out of your head. The top are never, the people who are your people, first of all, and the people who are at the top are never bashing anybody who's just starting or who's, who's doing it. Nobody's looking down that ladder saying like, whoa, like you look crazy coming up here. No, they're encouraging and they're pulling you up. It's all the people that are at the bottom that are too scared to, and, and I hate to say at the bottom, right? I don't mean it like that, but it's. Or people who haven't started maybe. Who don't know and who haven't yeah. started or, or who just don't think the same way right. that are scared for you and they're yes. trying to look yes. out for you and they're trying to, you know, stop you or question you or doubt you without even sometimes knowing it, but they're not where you want to be. So it's mm-hmm. like, why are we so worried about what people who aren't even doing what we want to do? That's so <laughs> good, Tori. I've never thought of it that way. That's a really, really yeah. good point because that's, I mean, for me in the, the coaching and all of that. Like I want to be people's biggest cheerleader and I genuinely am because Mm -hmm. you see what it can do for you. But I will say when I, before I had started and I saw people bigger than me, it was resentment or jealousy because I hadn't gotten there or I haven't, I hadn't even tried to get there. Or you're hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to process through that junk on my own and realize like, this isn't about them and doing well or even being silly or being an influencer. Like this is about me and having a desire. And when I could separate those two and another thing, and I'll, I'll finish with this, but that I think one of the biggest things that I would encourage people and will encourage people in is to not wait until you're ready to start because you're never going to be ready and you will wait the rest of your life 
I even tell people in the Course Creation Academy, which that's how I make the majority of my money now. That's how I brought Jesse home was through online courses. And so I'm teaching people how. And in that I am sharing, you want to announce your course before you've even started creating it because it allows you to move forward. It gives you accountability. Like people are depending on you. They're waiting on that thing. And it forces you to finish what you start because you're going to go through any type of online business or brick and mortar or uh, ministry, whatever it is. And you're going to get to a point where you're like, I don't deserve this. I can't be here. This isn't yeah. for me. And then you're going to want to quit. I've done it every single time with oh, every yep. single thing I've done. We're like, is this really what I want? Is this yeah. really? <laughs> or it's too hard. Like this is too straining or, and, and nothing good is not at least a little bit difficult, right? Good yes. things come from difficult attempts. Yes. And so I just want to encourage people, like, if you are like, I really want an online business or I really don't want to worry about the economic climate so much. I don't want to be in a nine to five anymore. I don't want to be working for someone else's wages and and just be kind of like have this boss life. If that's not what you want, it's it's knowing we are in an industry now where there is so much insane opportunity online. Oh, my from gosh. It's voiceovers so or Yeah. Like anything, there's anything, anything you can think of, like. You can't blame the next generation for not wanting to go work. Like you still have to hustle. Don't get me wrong. It's a sure. it's a totally different hustle, to totally different pros and cons. But it's like you can't blame people because we are in this era where there's you could literally do anything and you have access to the entire world that has the Internet, obviously. But yeah. you have that capability, which we've never been able to have necessarily before. And it's kind of this Wild West, too, mm -hmm. where... It's not as it's not regulated. It's not <laughs> yeah. regulated. I feel like later there'll be regulations and things like that. For some reason, my crazy brain is like, oh, it's the Wild West now. If I don't go now, like game over, you know? And business coaches are saying now the next 18 months are crucial. And and it's Absolutely. it's something that like I don't like to put that pressure on myself because I don't want to be a FOMO type of person, fear of missing out. But I also do want to take advantage of the fact that literally right now, there has never in history been a time when you could get your business, your brand, your platform in front of millions and millions of eyes within hours of time. And yes, granted, that's a viral video on TikTok or, and I'm all about TikTok in the social media management. I teach all about why I think TikTok is absolutely essential for any single type of business or brand or corporation oh, yeah. or small business or podcast that it's just crucial. So just and go. Yeah. Yes. You just go. And it really gives you the, the opportunity to say, I could create 15 videos that are seen by five people and some that are seen by 30 and some that are seen by 5 million. And even the 30 people, right. I always encourage everyone, like imagine being owning a shop or owning a business or having a conference and 30 people show up at your door being at the same time. Like you'd be overwhelmed with the amount of those people. It's yes. faces, right? These are real people seeing your stuff. So don't diminish if you only have a few likes and views. Those are real people who could make real purchases and invest in your life for years and years to come. Yep. Um, I just think we have That's this small so scale true. thinking that really prevents us from growth. Well, I used to tell my husband this all the time and friends, I'm such an extrovert that I hate social media. I'm like, oh gosh, I hate it. But it's because, you know, I like true connections with people and I feel like I don't always feel fulfilled by the online stuff. And so I had a real trouble with the social media part and I would get social media managers to like help me with it. But I, really it's like, it's not doing what I want it to do if I'm not doing it. It's silly of me not to be there, even if 30 people watch my video, right? That's like me being on stage in people's living rooms of them engaging with me in their most comfortable state for 30 people. Now mm -hmm. change that to like a million or thousands even. Like when can you get on an audience in front of people every single day and put your message out there and possibly help that many people? I mean, that's when I told my husband, I was like, oh, Amen. it's so silly yes. of me not to be there. It's silly of me not to. So here I am. Proud of you. So tell me, okay, so you started doing your online stuff and just started showing up there. And then you started your courses. Tell me about what that transition looked like and what period of time you went from starting to like, let's say, getting your husband out of his career. And what was his career by chance? Sure. So 
he was in real estate and we obviously right now. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And especially during right now. But yeah, so he was very fortunate. We had a lot of friends and family in the um, in our city, and we were able to start off kind of quickly. And he, God blessed him, and he grew. And so there was a place where it was really hard balance because we're like, oh my gosh, we're so thankful for this. We were able to start investing in properties and to start investing just in retirement and long term things. But it also absolutely stole his time from us as a family. And he'd be the first to tell you he's a people pleaser. He wants to do his job well. But while he was benefiting those people who would call him at dinner time, he was walking away from our dinner table to take that call. Uh-huh. And we started setting boundaries and regulations like, okay, phone basket, don't, but it's really difficult in real estate because it's like, well, right. that's when people get off work. And that's what I need. I mean, if I lose this call, they're going to call somebody else and I lose that deal and that's next month's income. And so it was just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard balance. And so we just kind of saw the perpetuation of that and it really grew strongly. And here I am, you know, teaching on marriage and we're very open and honest about our struggles on the Living Easy podcast, but got to a point where like, okay, we are battling it out because I miss you. Like, I just want my husband back. I want my best friend back. And you're so busy. And at what cost? Like, yes, the income is beautiful and we didn't ever expect it, but is it worth it? And so that was, I mean, I was still working. I was making money off of Pinterest and collaborations and things like that. Nothing like extremely substantial. Working from home though, right? Right. Still totally working from home just during nap times and stuff. And so then I actually saw someone, a blogger, and she had shared her story of her husband coming to work with her. And I was like, oh, there's no way. So I read it and it was (laughs) an online course and she talked about it. Now, let me tell you, Tori, that was three years before I launched my course because that's how strong fear and imposter syndrome were in my own life. Oh, I know. I know. I knew I needed to do it. And she shared all of her information and she shared how she profited like $12,000. She woke up to $12,000 in her account. And for me, I'm thinking there's no way. Like this can't be a real thing. You're just teaching people something. I don't understand. But whatever it was in that just lit me up. And there are a few moments in my life where I am like on freaking fire. And I just ran into Jesse's office and I had a whiteboard and I was like, here are all of my ideas. We are going to make this happen I'm all about vision. Like I talk in both of the business academies Uh about having your rewards written out, having your plans, having goals, having those things in front of your face every single day because they really drive you. Yes, it is. They drive (laughs) you. But so I took it all to him and I was like, I'm going to do this. And Jesse's always been like my biggest cheerleader. He's just like, you you do what you say you're going to do, Lynn. So like do it and let's make it happen. So I said, okay. And I finally... I waited and I waited and I waited and I started building and I built like three courses, but I was so scared to put them out. And then I finally was like, no, this is going to happen. So three years later, so I had already written three courses, three courses. I didn't put any before, out. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I was three years. I, okay. So people need to hear that. Three yeah. years. And I bet now looking back, you're like, oh, if I just would have started like. Oh, I'm kicking myself hardcore. <laughs> But I also believe in God's timing and I also believe in the timing of my audience. And I think it, the Living Easy podcast, we, Jesse and I recorded together, we really grew into our marriage niche because that just became our passion and, and what our audience loved to hear from us. And so it was, that time was needed. And I have a motherhood course now that's waiting and it's just not the right time right now. And that's okay. But yeah, it, it was definitely, it took time. And And when I finally decided it was, I wanted to quit multiple times when I was creating the wife project, it was, there was so much warfare and just like strain and stress on me and like technical issues that made me want to quit. But just to encourage people, which is now why I'm teaching, Jesse and I had been praying for so long about moving, like I said, and especially me. And we had somebody come to our house, one of our close friends, and he sat on our couch and he was like, I came over here for one purpose. And like, you guys are probably not going to like this very much but I love you enough to tell you that something has to change in your lives. And we were like, uh-huh. And he said, I, and I had already been looking at Franklin, Tennessee because we took a trip here and it was the first place we both just fell in love with. It is like family, small town, beautiful. And he said, I feel like I need to tell you guys that your quality of life needs to change. And like you are, you're running on unlevel ground right now 
by with how stressed you are, Jesse, and how overwhelmed you are with your work and like at what cost? Like he kept asking, at what cost are you doing this? And he said, and I really feel like I need to tell you guys to move to Franklin, Tennessee. And we hadn't talked to him at all, Tori. Like not at all. And I'm not big into these like signs. This is the only is time in my someone, life. someone like through your church or someone no, that you this look is up a, to? Or just a close a friend. friend. Yeah, okay. just a close friend. Yeah, one of Jesse's best friends. And I was really proud of him for speaking because, you know, I always told Jesse something needs to change. But a lot of people were like, oh, he's the man. This is what he does. And I'm like, eh, no, I think I think no. yes. And I admire it. But I think there's also when you can't list a number that's enough, like there's something in the heart that needs to be figured out. And we both just needed to sort through that. So he just said I he had traveled to Franklin a lot. And he was like, I just see you guys there. I envision it. Nashville's great for what Lindsay does. Jesse, you could always do real estate there if you chose, but it really just gives you the opportunity to step back. And it was like, yeah. And it was just a moment of clarity for Jesse. And he was like, kind of resentful at first, like don't come in my home and just the prideful side of him. And he's such a good man. It didn't take long for him to be like, he's right. I, he's totally right. And it's a good friend. And that's what good friends do. You know, they come in, they're like, I don't want you to move, but you know, outside looking in, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so then he said, okay, Lens, here's what needs to happen. And this was like my motivation. He said, we need this amount of passive income every month. And we had already had three rental homes that we kind of sacrificed our normal lives for. Like we cut out, we didn't buy all the fun toys and all the things. Like we put all of our money away in order to invest in these really cruddy properties that we were able to (laughs) fix up a little bit and then sell. Um, And then every house we sold, we would we sold three three homes in the time and we would fix up a house, we would sell it for profit and then we'd move into another kind of junkie house and then we would move up again and all of that profit either went into a rental or into the new home, which we then fixed up and then moved out of. So we did all those things. So we had rentals, but it still wasn't enough for us to like move cross country and change everything. And so I knew, okay, this is where the course comes in. And so I just started, I mean, most of it was already written, but I started editing and processing through what I wanted it to look like and marketing it. And I announced it before I even started recording it. Yeah. So you did everything? Oh, yeah. I did everything. Yeah. I've always done everything. I hire out now. Now I have a team of people for my academies who I have a graphic designer. I have an executive assistant, um, which all of that comes from the profit from my course. And that's like the only way I was able to do that. But it definitely helped, which I was launching two courses at one time. I don't know that I would need so much help as I did, yeah. but I wanted them both out at once because they they really work off of one another for passive income right. streams. So yeah, but then the Wife Project launched and it was blessed and it was just, I mean, I don't say hashtag blessed, like it was truly just my community came together and promoted it and supported and like just loved us so well in it. And yeah, and it was it's really unique. good timing. It's really a unique course. Like when I saw it, I was like, wow, like an online kind of ministry, Mm -hmm. you know, and something that reaches a certain demographic that may not feel comfortable like going in their local community for that or they're Mm -hmm. not as, you know. Or a counselor or, yeah. Yes, it's something that's very unique. And of course, I haven't peeked inside of it, right? I'm Mm -hmm. not inside, so I don't even know what else comes from it. I'm sure it's amazing things, but it's, it's so unique. And I think that obviously the timing, like you said, is perfect. Like people Mm -hmm. were wanting and craving that. And so it's awesome that you're able to do that. And how long did it take you from your plan to execute and say, let's move, we're done, we're ready? Sure. So I would say about, oh my gosh, my timeline. I think from when he came over to when I actually started. So I'm not counting how how long it took me to write that because it did take me a few months right. and this was prior to all of that. But from creating, I mean, I created it in about two months. It was from start to finish, like two months. And then from there, I think it was about seven months that we moved. So it was maybe, I, I think actually total eight months. So maybe it was like a month of creation and then about seven months. And he kind of out of his work. Well, we had planned that when we came here he would get his real estate license but then we started kind of I started a social media management company where now we're taking on clients and we're doing their PR stuff and getting them brand collaborations and we're we're managing their social accounts and doing PR podcast pitching for them like we're just kind of helping them get their name out there to big audiences and we were able to just get 
quite a few clients at the time. Um, we have some churches, some small businesses, some influencers. It just worked out. And then the course came in and I basically just told him like, hey, I'd really love if you never went back to real estate again in your whole life. Like I want my husband back and you don't know those boundaries you just and I those want out? to help just you. and first stuff out. <laughs> Yeah. And I, we, he is still in Albuquerque, which has been awesome. Like he can still refer. So it's like some income, but I just, I really, I wanted it, I guess, honestly, like badly enough. And there was a whole lot of grace involved in that as well. And I just, I got to a point where I realized like, I'm going to be willing to do this and I'm going to take risks and create these things because I see the fruit of it. And so he never got his license out here. He's been kind of helping me. Good. I mean, he's definitely stay-at-home dad priority, but he's been helping me with like, okay, TikTok ideas and creating TikToks with me and jumping on the podcast more. And those are things like my audience just loves hearing from him. So that's been cool. And I will say, like, let's be super candid. Taking on the breadwinner role as much like to this day still, I want nothing for more for my husband than for him to be stay-at-home dad. Like I, I mean, it may not last forever, but it's only been I now totally nine months you. or so that he's been doing it. Like, I just want to well, see and I, totally I want him to experience yes. this. Yes. And my, and he's probably good at it. I feel, yeah. that, I feel that so hard to my core because, and I say that I'm super selfish, right? Because my husband's kind of in transition with his work and I'm like, can we just pull you out? Like, I'm tired of like you having to ask for time off. I'm tired of X, Y, Z, like all selfish, right? Like, I want to go here when I want to go. You know, I'm in real estate, so it is very much like, okay, you you make really good money. I'm leading a team now too, so I have a little bit of freedom. And then, well, it's one of those where you lean in, like kind of where your husband's at. I'm sure he can relate. You either continue to go hard, hard, or you realize like, okay, if I'm physically not there, I don't provide, which is not. Like, that's not what I, that's not what I got into real estate for. I got into the flexibility of it, right? So it's okay. I either have to build a team or I have to release off the pedal. And so I leaned into like building the team. So that's where I'm at now. And I help other realtors too. But it's because I'm so like, go, 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 go. And my husband's so supportive. I'm also very much like, can you just not go to work? Can we just keep you home and I will pedal to the metal, like get this done. And, and it is one of those things, like some people are like, oh, well, that's his manhood. Like he wants to like go work. And I'm like, I ask him what he really wants to do. And he's, I, I mean, honestly, I, I just, in case you didn't know, I just had my fifth baby. Oh my gosh. Um, congratulations. Yes. And she's still so little. And part of me feels bad, like working when she's so little, but it's also like, I pick and choose and I prioritize what I'm enjoying and I'm mm. doing, but like he loves being with the kids mm-hmm. and he's great at it. So like people are like, oh, he's crazy. I ask him what he's crazy passionate about. And he's like, just, I love watching the kids grow and I love helping them and enjoying that time. And can you just not work? Yeah. Can we just exit the building there? <laughs> and there's, you know, obviously that's a whole nother podcast in itself of like switching roles, right? what you go through with that. So if you wouldn't mind, I mean, I'm going on my rant, but like, if you wouldn't mind sharing, what does that look like for you guys, for him to step out of work, be more at home, but then also kind of work with you? Like, what does that dynamic look like? And how does that affect your marriage and your relationship and and all of that? Yeah. So, I mean, this conversation is coming right after a launch and I will say I am not good at handling pressure. So (laughs) this is something where He's like, he's had moments of I'm going back to work because of the way that I mismanaged the pressure. The lunch did well, but I am the type where I'm like doom and gloom. It's all going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm humiliated. So your emotional I'm- side of it, he's like, yeah, not worth it. Like- <laughs> yeah, it's too much. So he's like, I'm getting a job. I'm going to start coding. I'm going to, you know, and and he's kept himself really busy. He's in the best shape of his life because he goes to the gym every single day. And I'm very okay. proud of him. He feels so healthy, which is like not something that was happening before. Um, yeah. He's doing woodwork and like fixer upper stuff all over our new home, which I'm very <laughs> thankful for. So like he's still finding things like men will find things to do. Uh-huh. And then he's also just crazy, awesome dad. And so he's now rollerblading. He just bought himself a pair of rollerblades. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he rollerblades <laughs> with the boys. So like he's just living the life. And so I will say for me, 
he sees it, but then he also knows this too shall pass. Like with the wife project, I did the same thing. I don't believe in myself. I launch it. I'm like, oh, it's going to fail. And then it doesn't. And he's like, people, Lynn's like, you've got to see yourself through the eyes of others. You've got to see that the effort and the time you've put into learning all of these things. People want it in a version where they don't have to Google all day long. Like they want Mm -hmm. passive income streams and they want to learn how to build their social media and do TikToks and Reels or they want to learn how to create a course or they want to become a stronger wife who loves her husband more than she fixes her husband. And and these are things that you've condensed and so they're good. And I just have to allow him to be my safe place in that and I have to listen and kind of reel it in sometimes because Uh I do see it damaging my relationship with him. I do see it like putting this pressure on him to feel like, okay, I need to fix this. And I will say like I'm learning to kind of pray through those feelings, to process through, to know like I believe that I'm provided for and taken care of and I have to have that faith and trust in that. But I also need to do the things that I don't necessarily want to do sometimes. Whereas before it was just for fun. Like I made a few thousand dollars here and there, but now it's, I mean, the six figure income where it's like, okay, this is, we're dependent the pressure of it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going out because now I'm building a team and now we're investing in more ads and we're, we're starting to build and level up. And so it's something where I've had to really kind of tell him, okay, in these moments, this is what I need from you. And I'm all about communicating yeah. needs and, and wants and desires. That's, that's key there, I think. It is. Yeah, it's very helpful. And then also f- as a mom, during the creation of the courses and during my busy seasons, like I really miss my boys. And that was probably the hardest part for me because I did feel this sense of like, oh my gosh, all I'm doing is saying good morning and good night because it's such a busy <laughs> season. But what mm-hmm. I have to remind myself is, The beauty of courses and why I do them is because you launch it, you create it once, and it is done for years. You have control over that time and that content. Hey, Hey there. Let's take a brief moment to acknowledge our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by eXp Realty, one of the fastest growing real estate companies in the world, cloud-based and built for the future. It empowers realtors to scale in their businesses and lives beyond what a typical local transaction could. This is the company I personally hang my real estate license with along with my entire team. If you're a broker owner or a realtor like me and want to join in on the fun or interested in learning more about this awesome company, click the link in the show notes or go to my website at torymcqueen.com slash partner in real estate. That's torymcqueen.com slash partner in real estate. Let's get back to the show. You've hit so many. I'm, I'm so thankful that you're sharing all this because, again, this is what the Homefront Podcast is all about. And what I like to share with people is that, you know, things ebb and flow, right? And success ebbs and flows and like success in the home ebbs and flows and like just being able to communicate and work through those changes. Because if you're not changing, you're not growing. So you need the change, mm-hmm. but also like, okay, now that you're taking on this role of breadwinner, but also leaning into your business and scaling that comes with huge responsibility for other families and other incomes that you have to provide those families. And so the whole stress around what your husband was going through with the breadwinner stuff, you're like, okay, wait, that took up all your time and, and all that. Now on your side, on the flip side, he's like, oh gosh, like, at what cost yeah, is it, right? It. Like yeah. I'm not working, so my t- I'm not here. So I'm here more present, but she's mentally not as present because she's so stressed and so hard on herself. Like mm-hmm. we're hard on ourselves, like especially with our mentalities of entrepreneurship and go, go, go. And like there's not a good enough dial on that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not maybe not income wise, but it's an emotional thing, I think, for yeah. us females too of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough emotionally. Whereas men, you're like, okay, the number's not big enough, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. But I think what's important for people to know is that it ebbs and flows. And like, it's, and that's a normal thing. Like you can't sit there and think like, and I even mentioned like, okay, if people are watching like even Gary Vee or something, right? He's Mm -hmm. so successful. He shows up all the time. Like that's his thing. Well, and then he goes through divorce. So -hmm. you're like, okay, which is fine. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But everybody goes through their their things and you've yeah. got to remember that. Um, and well, yeah. it's not perfect and it's messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not seeing behind the scenes of everyone's yeah. lives. And, and I think that's a big part of like what with the Living Easy podcast, we like to share that mess because we're like, yeah, here we can show up and write a pretty, do a pretty picture and write a little bit about like, hey, we've been struggling with 
whatever insecurity Mm -hmm. or we've been struggling with like disconnection in our marriage. But on the podcast, it gives us the opportunity to really divulge what does that actually look like? Like, because you can read somebody's disconnected, but see a pretty picture and in your brain somehow you're like, yeah, but they're still doing great. But then you can sit down for a podcast and be like, yeah, I've resented you for months. And like, I'm really processing through this stuff. And I feel like we need to have this conversation. And and this is it looks like dissolution or it looks like um, a lack of intimacy. And it looks and I just feel like those things are things people really need to hear, honestly. And I think the beauty of what we do and and the opportunity is that a lot of it can be done late at night. And like I said, with the courses, like once it's done, it's done mm-hmm. for years and then it just profits you. And all you do is like make a couple of reels a day. So while I was grinding like he was, it's not this 24-7 thing like it was for him where I can say, okay, this is where the transaction's done and then you you yes. have to go get another, go get another, yeah. go get another. Yeah. Yes. Relate. And I could totally yeah. relate to that. And I, I was telling my husband, you know, since I've kind of branched off and started into this content creation space and like kind of branching out to all business and entrepreneurs and like mothers in business and balancing both the home front and, you know, your, your work life and your, and your business. I was telling him, I was like, you know, it's almost beneficial to just get you know, as a mom, when you build a content, it's like, okay, it's almost beneficial if you just take a weekend away at the beach by yourself and just hammer it out. I'm gone for one weekend and I come back and the whole thing is done because it Mm -hmm. takes a while to hyper-focus into what you're working on. And then once you're there, I don't know if you're like me, but once I'm there, it's like, don't talk to me. Once Mm -hmm. once I get, I can't, I'm just going to lock myself in a room real quick and be done. Like no clients are needing me. Everything's on hold there. Like you know, can you just handle dinner and all that? But we have to work in such sprints. Yes. And like that, that nine to 1 a.m. is so, it's so common. Like mm-hmm. it's working on your business, right? Not in it. So it's like yes. you're yeah. working on it those hours. But then that's when our spouses kind of get the shaft, mm-hmm. right? They're like, okay, I love watching you blossom and bloom in your element. Like my husband says he loves that. You know, I love watching you do what you do. But at the same time, like, okay, at what cost? Like, is this every night that all you're talking about is this business thing and like going in circles about your emotions about this business thing and how you're going to do this business thing? And it's like. <laughs> One thing that no, we did that has actually really helped us is we do a three, four. So three okay. days a week we spend on our own thing. So the three days is like I will usually come and work on my business stuff because that's my thing or I'll read a book. I love to read. And then he'll play, he's into gaming. He'll play his video games or watch YouTube videos on, I don't know. Whatever. Stocks (laughs) and all of the things that I'm not interested in. And then on the four days, those are our days together. And sometimes that looks like, you know, a date night. Usually it's a date night. One night is like a TV, just chilling, just lounge night or exhausted nights. Then we do video games. So we'll do like, but fun ones, Mario Kart, or we'll do card games or board games or something. And then the fourth night is into. Yes. And then fourth night is like making TikToks and reels together because that's just a thing that we have to do. And it's really helped to balance kind of the ebb and flow of the marriage stuff so that I'm not neglecting him because it absolutely came to a point where it's all I was doing every single night. And I mean, your marriage suffers and I'm so, I mean, he's my best friend and I want him to forever be my best friend. And if I want that, I'm going to invest. So it's easy to, it's easy to be like, okay. He, he's my safe place so I can totally like share everything that's going on in my head and then they're just taking on all this weight yes yes <laughs> and then you're like okay wait did I just barf on you I think I did I'm sorry yeah no that's what counselors are for I'm all about having a counselor it's preventative oh my measures gosh. yes <laughs> oh okay so let me ask you a couple of really solid questions and then I I want to thank you for your time but yeah and then we'll let you go but what would you say what does your day in the life look like, I guess, for you being a mom and then spending time on content creation? Like, what does that look like for you? Sure. So an average day now is I will, when I was creating my course, it was, I was awake from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Let me be clear. I was very behind. That's why this sounds so crazy. It was not this crazy with the Wife Project. I got sick for three weeks. I had a horrible sinus infection and bronchitis. So I was unable to record. I actually got a hotel 
for five days and I was sick the entire five days and ended up just being in bed. I couldn't even talk. Then we went back home for a week. So I was four weeks behind of my launch date. That is why this became chaotic. So during that time, I was up at 8 a.m., went to bed at 3 a.m. for about a week and a half. Um, It was very, very long, stressful days. But that's part of, you know, the accountability because I easily would have been like, oh, forget it. I'm going to do it. But I had thousands of people on a wait list who are like, no, when is this coming? I need it to come. So I just made it happen. But now I wake up, I post. So I am all about posting 7 a.m. Central time. I just swear by it for anybody who's in social media. I think that it's a great time to post. I'll um, write that down. <laughs> yes. Um, I will do my reels and all that. And then I get up, I help my boys get out the door. Jesse usually wakes up with them and does breakfast while I post. And then mm-hmm. I will kind of gather all of the things that they need for school. And then we'll, our bus stop luckily is at our front door. So that's been awesome. So we just walk them out, um, one of them. And then we will take my youngest to school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we go to the gym. Jesse and I go to the gym together. If it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saxon comes with us. So I'll do a class or I'll work out with Jesse for about an hour. So then we come home around 11. And then that's when I'll start work. Jesse is awesome and he makes lunch. And so I will work usually like 11 to 5. And then at five, I shut off. So I will kind of close everything down, usually 4.35. I'll shut everything down um, at night when the boys are, that's when we'll do, I cook dinner or Jesse and I will do it together. We do something with the boys, either soccer practice, piano, hip hop, all the the stuff. All the crazy things. Yeah. Um, Or we will just hang out at home and hang out outside and do stuff in the backyard together as a family. And then dinner and then put the boys to bed. And then I will create my posts for the next day just so that they're set. You can, I do schedule my posts on Canva, but I don't do that for my reels just yet. And I don't even know if you're able to right now, but, and then start the next day. So really it's, it's, I feel like it's relatively balanced. Like usually my work days are 11 Mm -hmm. to five or 11 to three. It just depends on how much I have going on. Um, and I work for you typically four days a week. So Friday through Sundays, I'm just totally off. I kind of delete my apps and just yep. live my life. Nice. So and how yeah. many hours a day do you think you spend on reels and posting? I mean, posting in the morning, it's usually about an hour because I have two accounts. I have my living easy yeah. with Lindsay yeah. and then Lindsay, my Estes, and I engage for about 30 minutes with yeah. my audience. I answer mm-hmm. DMs. I kind of do all that stuff. So I'd say about an hour in the morning, probably an hour at night prepping it and then creating during the day. I usually create once a week. I'm actually doing them right now and I will make like four to five depending um, a day and I'll just kind of knock them out in about an hour. So I would say on average two hours a day and then on my creation days, like two to four hours. Okay. Yep. That's about right. What I would think. And how long do you think you've spent on your course creation? Like how many hours do you think it takes you realistically? I think it just depends on what you're creating. Like I would say the wife project was a solid, like I mean, my recording only took me four days. It was just four days to record, to write it, I did most of it voice to text, so it really wasn't exponentially long. I think it just depends. Yeah, Yeah, it just, I mean, you just are in your car thinking about a topic and I would just talk and I did the same for social media marketing and course creation and it saves so much time. Creating the slides tends to be more time consuming, but Canva has so many templates now and I teach in the Course Creation Academy exactly how to use those templates so that you're not wasting your time on design because people want your content. But I would say, I mean, I probably spent, like if you're looking, say, eight to five or something, I would say I probably spent about a month creating. But obviously it wasn't eight to five. It was like off hours. But right. it really can be done as as quickly as you want it to be done. I think that if you have the topic and, and I teach that and if you don't know a topic or your target audience, mm-hmm. I teach how to find your brilliant zone is what I call it in your niche and how to find the right audience. And so I think it just is dependent on what you're teaching, how many modules it's going to be, which it's your baby. So you can determine how passionate and yeah. Yeah. And what you have to say. So I think it's, it's definitely customizable for each person, but it is absolutely possible in 30 days. Good. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And I think it gives people a good idea of what to expect to spend the time on. What is your number one trick that you found to like, and what would you recommend other moms that are trying to work with business or other parents, I should say too, to stay focused and disciplined and consistent on your goals. And I think you've said accountability a couple of times, but mm-hmm. what, what else would you recommend? 
or is that what you would recommend? I think the like I said, the rewards is huge for me. I I have plans like so when I finish my course launch, I always set a small short term reward for myself, whether that's going to a hotel or taking a little thing this time. It's a surprise. But I'm uh-huh. taking Jesse on a vacation. He just doesn't know. Oh, He's gonna find out two days know. before. Just you so, and him. Yeah. Just you it's and just him. us this time. Oh, yeah. See, that's perfect. so that I'm like so excited for and those little things and then long-term ones like okay what do I want I would like to buy another rental so that's like always on my mind Mm -hmm. and those types of things and then I do a Pomodoro effect I teach about that in the course as well which is basically 25 heard of that yeah it's 25 minutes on five minutes off four rounds and then you get a 15 minute break but it's like very heavily focused and you're only working on one task during that 25 minutes I'm not yes. good at starting what I are at completing what I start. I'm very ADD, like all over the place. Oh, I think we all open. are. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a common, a common theme that I'm finding. <laughs> yes. So that, and then also I would say lastly is batching my work. So it's putting, doing all of the things that I need that are in one element or realm. I do all of those at once. So like some days I record eight podcast episodes at one time or I write eight podcast episodes and then two days later I record all eight episodes so those are the little things that I've kind of learned that have really helped me to be the most productive and then scheduling out my content yep okay that's so good cool well I think I will just ask you one more big question and then I think we're good here you've shared so much I'm so glad glad. what has been Oh gosh, now I feel like I want to ask too. Okay, what has been your biggest challenge with owning and launching your course? And then also I want to hear where you plan to take your business in the next three years. Okay, biggest challenge would be, I would say not just for me, but I think as a whole, is getting an audience to be excited about it. And I wouldn't say it's a challenge. I would say it is what you have to work the hardest toward. So because it's not difficult to find the pain points, it's not difficult to find the target audience, and it's not difficult to market to them anymore because of TikTok and Reels. But I will say it's the actual act of getting them so engaged and providing so much value that they are excited and eager for what you have to sell them. I teach all about exactly how to hype. I'm 10 ways to hype people up for your course, how to launch a successful course. And that's all the marketing aspects. You know, every detail of what I have done to create a lengthy wait list of people who are actually excited about it. And I'm really big on email lists, which I talk about in both courses, um, because those are your people. Like Facebook shuts down, Instagram shuts down. One of my friends just lost her influencer account. It just disappeared. I think that those things are so important to realize like you need your own list of people. So I teach how to do that so that they're like, they're in it with you, right? They're like in the long haul. They're willing to buy. And for the wife project, I would say about 60% of my sales came from my email list, not even from my Instagram, which I've had a lot of people who've been there from the beginning. So I don't believe Instagram is necessarily for selling. And I've really learned that along the way. So I would say it's just getting people excited. But I do teach that. And I I believe I teach it effectively. So I, I feel really proud of the business academies because I I wrote and rewrote them three times because I wanted them to be perfect and provide everything. And I would say if you're a perfectionist, that's another massive challenge because you have to just at one point just say it's good enough. You can always um, do a second edition. Yes. Right? And you, you can, can always, always edit them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where do I hope to be in three years? Um, Completely automated. That's my goal. I want to stop exchanging time for money in any capacity. Uh I want everything to run itself. And there are so many ways of doing that. And we're absolutely about probably 50 to 60% on track with that. That comes from scheduling. That's a whole other course. It is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from scheduling content. It comes from having a team who knows what they're doing. It comes from having strategy. And there are things you can't automate, like creating reels, like you have to show your face. You need to be the face of your brand and business. So those are things that I will probably never be able to automate. But if everything else is on par, I can do those things less. And then ideally, I'd really like to launch and kind of create a home flipping business, which is very outside of this realm, but it's what I'm working through, through the profit that comes from these things. I'm wanting to pour it into things that I can hire contractors to do flip it, you make profit and then you do it again. So we're really big on investments. And I just, 
I want to set my kids up for success, which is another main reason I created these courses because 70% of my audience were still living paycheck to paycheck. And I just don't think that's a way to live. Like we don't have to live that way with the opportunities on social media. So in the Social Media Marketing Academy, I give actually 29 passive streams of income that you can start now. Like these are things, these are websites you can get on. These are things that you can actually yes. start doing where you can create 20 $90 a month, whatever it is. And that pays a phone bill. Like don't diminish those little things. Yeah. So I just want to get to a point where there are so many streams coming in that we work maybe one day a week. Yep. <laughs> and I think also it allows these parents or other moms and I'm, I, and it can be anybody, right? But I'm just sure. speaking to them. It allows them the permission to think bigger. Because I think yes. a lot of the families that I know that are that are at home, they want to be doing stuff, but they feel like, no, I need to be with my kids all the time. And it's like, you can do both. Yes. You can do both. And you can go as slow as you want. It doesn't have to be a race. Like, And it can be something you're passionate about and do it when they're not around. Like, mm -hmm. You can literally do both. And yes. so I think it does give the permission to other parents out there who feel like they cannot do both, that they're missing that piece. So, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to let you go. But before I do, gosh, it's so good to have you because you've hit Thanks, so Lori. many. I've been so excited to chat with you because I'm like, no, there's so many things that she hits the nail on the head for my audience. And like I said, I've parked so many other conversations that I'm like, okay, that's a whole nother podcast. I can't go down that track. That's a whole nother podcast. I can't go down that realm. Oh, and I can't go down this realm because that's a whole nother podcast. So I really, really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and just being straight up honest with like what's going on behind the scenes. But I'm also very excited to share what you have to offer with my audience. So if you wouldn't mind telling everyone where they can find you and what you have available for them. So that way you can be a resource. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you for just honest, fun conversation. I always appreciate those and just being so sweet. Yeah. So, okay. You can find me on Instagram at living easy with Lindsay is my faith-based marriage-based ministry-based content. We get really deep into sex, intimacy, relationships, friendship, kind of everything. The living easy podcast kind of flows with that. They go together. And then the my other Instagram account is at lindsay.myestas, it's M-A-E-S-T-A-S, and that is my business account. So I'm sharing kind of tips and tricks for growth and social media. And then the Wife Project from Roommates to Soulmates, you can find that anywhere you find me and my Instagram or on my website, which is sparrowsandlily.com. You can find all my courses there. So I have the Wife Project, the Modern Proverbs 31 Woman Project, which is basically living life as a godly, honorable woman. And then I have the Social Media Marketing Academy. That one is basically becoming a profitable and confident creator in five weeks. So you will go through streams of income, TikToks and Reels, blogging, SEO. I have a whole module on Pinterest and how to make money from Pinterest. It's all about using either your brand or platform or starting from scratch or your business and creating growth through marketing. Because if you are a business and you're not using social media for marketing, you are already falling behind. Really? And so. I yes, know. I want to yeah. teach you how. Yes. And then the Online Course Creation Academy is becoming a pr passive income business owner in 30 days. And this is teaching you from start to finish how to find your niche, how to nail it down, how to find your target audience, how to market, how to build your email list, and how to create your course with all the details of like actual school. And both of the courses have practical video implementation of like how I schedule my posts, how I use Canva, how I do all of these things. And then they're bundled together in the ultimate money-making bundle. So it's $100 off if you buy them both together. And it's basically a passive income bundle. So that's kind of everything that we have going. Oh my and gosh, so much. Yeah, so <laughs> much. A lot. And if, well, and it's awesome because it sounds like you hit on people who are already in business, but also people who are maybe not even started and don't know where to start. Don't have any idea. Yes. Good. Yeah. So basically you guys follow her and from there she's got whatever you need. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. So you so <laughs> can choose whatever you think would fit. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Tori. Wow, you guys. Well, my mind is pretty much blown. I mean, Lindsay goes into so much detail and she's very raw about her home life and what that looks like while building a successful business and even up until 
you know, she retires her husband uh, from his career and what she's struggling with now and what she works on to change that and all of it. I mean, she goes through it all. And I hope you guys found some valuable information and rewind and re-listen to it again because there's so many good nuggets there. I mean, I had a hard time stopping asking questions because there's so many different cans we could have opened that would have been awesome to hear. But we'll have to have her on the show again. But until then, she's got a lot of great courses that she's offering right now and and she's got her podcast. So definitely go and follow her. And whether you have already started a business or you're thinking of maybe starting one, definitely follow her and just start somewhere. I think that you can have an awesome home life as well as your business. And she is a great place to start. So again, thanks for listening to the Homefront Podcast and we will catch you next time. Thanks again, guys, for joining me on this second season of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you've enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That'll help a sister out a lot. This helps us also learn and grow and reach more listeners like you. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your business and home front. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.